Hey, Gary. Thanks for meeting me here. Oh, hey, hey Ben. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, now, I, I know you recently said that you wanted to kind of reconnect to um, shows from your childhood. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I talk about cartoons all the time, but I thought for this you might want to want to talk to a specialist. Maybe he could help you out with something that's, you know, some something related, really tugs at your heartstrings, gets you right in the old nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. If, if you know somebody, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, don't uh, don't mind the... Uh, don't mind the decorum, but we're going to have to take this uh, sharp turn down this alley here. Oh. Uh, watch your head. Crime alley. Yeah, crime alley. Uh, Should have got off at Crackton, but I, we're just going to keep going. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, hello hey. there, Ben. Welcome to crime alley. Oh. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Pavlov. Hello, European. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am from Eastern Country. Okay. Yep, yep. I, I, I've heard the old whole spiel, spiel before, Pavlov. Uh, we, we were hoping that you could help my uh, my friend Gary out here and uh, get him get him a knockoff of uh, old cartoon that uh, would help him relive his childhood. Mm, I have many wares. What are you looking for? A uh, magic car for kids? Or perhaps a uh, Gigi Johns? Gigi Johns. Oh, you know... No, I mean, what, what else? I mean, this is a big trench coat. Yes, yes. Uh, you've got my there. And I see that your lookouts deep. are... Yeah, they also have trench coats as well. So let's keep digging. I, I feel like we can do bigger. Those those are a little bit after my time. Yeah, and don't try to don't try to give us anything like a she man and the Lords of the Galaxy or anything like that. Mm. They don't pay their workers. I don't want to be anything near that. You don't want a gem in the videograms. No videograms today. <laughs> no videograms. Videograms no killed guy. the radio stargrams. Yeah, n- nothing like that. Ah, uh, I just got this the other day. Alvin and the Champs. Now Alvin takes a bit to get used to, but the Champs. Mm. To die for. Uh, they, you don't have any more copies of Rug Mice, do you? Uh, are, in Elvin and the Champs, are Elvin and the titular Champs, are they all the same species? or? Elvin is also a champ. Okay, can you... Okay, second two-part question. Second part of the question, <laughs> what, what is a champ? A uh, champ. It is, uh, it is like a chump, but a little bit smarter. They get into antics, but they can't get out. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, like a like a Chinese finger trap. You you are asking too many questions. Let's let's go somewhere else. I'm not a cop. I'd have to tell you if I was a cop. I, uh, did you bring me a cop? You you can't ask him too many questions. It, he he doesn't like being asked many questions. It gets him really mad. He likes to pretend he's the incorrigible Hulk. Mm. That's that you you don't want to you don't want to meet him when he's incorrigible like that. You want something <laughs> very old, uh, Detective Fix It, or uh, Who's Seen Camera in San Francisco? <laughs> the um, you know the, these are all actually really good. I just I'm old. Mm. Uh, you got to get into the boomer thing. I was an. We got to go way kid. back. Go Thunderclaws, Star of the North. Not no Star of the North. Star I, of the I was, South, maybe. Star of the South. I didn't, you know, as a kid, I, you know, no violent cartoons. It was all cute. Do you have anything more wholesome? Like a Bay yeah. movie. A like Bay a, movie. Uh, <laughs> a Bay I'm movie. Hard time parsing this accent, Pavlov. Uh, oh no! Uh, excuse me. That is my own personal stash. Uh, oh, <laughs> the uh, okay. Uh. So you want something more like the place before events? Yes, yes, the place before events or the. Uh, the story that doesn't end, or uh, Zo- you know, Zubilee Menagerie, or like something on Channel Eleven. Uh huh. Uh huh. Bears with ties. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Keep going though. Like I listen. I have deep pockets. I don't know if you know, but as a professional <laughs> podcaster, um, they pay pretty good, huh? Oh, dude. well, it's actually do- I'm doing okay now. For a long time, <laughs> that was not true and would have been a good joke. And now we've been very lucky. Um, you know, not to not to draw attention to the mis fortunes of europe what's it like what is the, i remember the one there's one I, I barely remember it there was like um there was um, uh, 
a lady who had a bunch of kids, but they're all mutants. And they all lived uh, in a playpen. And they mostly sat around in diapers and talked about uh, Nintendo and Indiana Jones. Mm. Stuff. You are either that talking about the uh, uh, Rocky Craggles or perhaps... Okay. Hmm, I have just one left, my friend. Okay. The last Deep in the coat. Tiny Fuppets. Oh, Tiny, for a second I thought you were going to say Junior Minis, oh. and I was going to lose my fucking mind. I, <laughs> I was going to bash your head with a we were going on Junior's Minis, Laura. Yeah, no Junior Minis. This was a trap. I am a cop. I was lying about it, and it, uh, I'm it. employed by Arturo Lima. And uh, you passed the test. Oh, no, my jig. Oh, my God, you have a up. lot of references ready. Yes. The jig, it is go. <laughs> oh. Guys, I was no help at all for that. I was just watching you both in <laughs> the elements of which I am most familiar with both of you, and just I was astounded. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I got to go through a lot of those. The only one I don't think I got to do was Earthworm, uh, Earworm Jimmy. Oh, earworm to me. Uh. I thought you were gonna do like a uh, adolescent diseased pirate frogman. Yeah, do or we got something just, like can that? We, can we? Do we have any more that we got to get out of our system before we can move? No, on? No, no. You, you, you threw a lot of them in there. <laughs> Dog spelled the I other way. Okay. Uh, let's get this thing started. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Ben, and my name is Zane, and I'm Gary. And this is the Cartooncast, the podcast where we review old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. I absolutely didn't stutter. I said it. Totally correct the first time. I am not spazzing out. The, our our uh, dreams and, exceed our real life. Relatable content. Yeah, man, I, I wish I was a better improver so I could actually like incorporate that stilted, bad translation dialogue accent. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Something that you've told me before, Zane, is that just like the improv technique of just trying to say random nonsense consecutively is like an impossible standard. Oh, the Dada monologues? Yeah. It's, <laughs> Dada monologues? I can go yeah, for about a minute. It. It's no good. Yeah. Um, yes. So we have a an exciting episode today. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a <laughs> very special guest here. One Gary Butterfield. Hello. Come on, Hello. you can come out from the green come room now. Come on down. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Musical guest. <laughs> Um, I assume that if I was coming on, they'd play the Watch Out for Fireballs theme, but with, like, Questlove. Oh, yeah, we can... Uh, <laughs> doing it. That'd be pretty I'd awesome, punch Jimmy actually. Fallon in the throat and go home. Yeah, we'll, we'll use the music <laughs> as the outro theme. <laughs> yeah, um, so Gary is a professional podcaster, as, as we mentioned in the intro, and uh, fun fact, he is actually, like, from our neck of the woods, somewhat like podcast royalty. He is probably Aww. one of the biggest reasons that we got into podcasting. It's very sweet. Thank yeah, you. you uh, I don't know how much flattery you are comfortable with. If it is none, we can just You're move on. You're getting a lot. Uh, like uh, <laughs> I, I feel like if I was a meter, if I was filling up a percentage, I'm like near the top. I'm not topped off. Give me, give okay. me a little bit more. I'll give you, <laughs> just, I'll give you a just, hint more. Just a little bit more. Give me a, a patina. Give me a, a garnish. It's like a Mob Psycho 100 situation. I'll tell sure. you when to stop the the flattery pepper grinder. Mm. <laughs> you, so. you got it. Um, so. Uh, I guess the the most flattering thing that I can That's say, enough. which is also very true, which is also true, is that um, you know you kind of inspired me to Aww. start a podcast, and it is like incredibly gratifying and validating to have you on, and just like I have always, it's always difficult to meet your heroes because you wonder if they're actually as nice in real life as you hope they are. Um, thankfully, I had the opportunity to meet you recently at Duckfest. Hashtag Duckfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the feeding never ends. And it was just a wonderful experience to, to realize that you actually were as nice as, as you appeared to be. And just, oh, thank you. Just really great. I, I, do, I, do I honestly best. can't thank you enough. <laughs> Very grateful. Thank you for coming. And it was a really, really great time. Uh, and yeah. it was uh, a success by, by the only real metric was uh, that I didn't want people to show up and have fun and people showed up and had fun. So it was, <laughs> it was really good. There you go. That's um, a grounded metric. But yeah, um, it is also a little bit surreal to have you show up on our show because it's a little bit like if Ben Folds showed up to your piano recital. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're really overselling me. I, I have I, the number of well, insights I have on this cartoon. That's our privilege. Are, yeah, are, um, yeah I, I, I'm getting set up for a for a fall because I uh, I love this uh, this cartoon. Uh, I don't know if I have that many great insights so, into it. So that's the other thing because like we we wanted to you know invite you and show like oh you know we've we've advanced a lot a lo- large bit that we feel like we can stand toe to toe with you and talk about cartoons and get into our normal groove and you have just given us an impossible task with this show yeah. because it's not a show so much as it is like a social experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at the, at the beginning when we when we first started our email chain, uh, you had pitched a couple of shows to me. And you're like, oh, how about Exo Squad? And I look at it and I'm like, perfect. This is right up our alley. We love '80s shows. We love tearing. Yeah into these this weird bits of logic and figuring out how the limited animation works and all that jazz um you know we've been through he-man and thundercats and things like that mm-hmm. so we were just so ready and then you're just like scratch that hold my beer here's something you've never heard of and will never hear of again nobody else has heard of it and it defies description well here's the thing is you had said initially you had said cartoon so i was like okay cartoon and and I, I didn't want to buy, you know, my favorite favorite cartoons, like a lot of them have been covered a lot. You know, it's like Simpsons and, and stuff like that. Like, I love that, but that's that's all been covered. But then you snuck in, you said web animation. And I was like, web animation? Because I've, I've had a, a <laughs> couple of year, uh, about like a year and a half uh, long obsession with this web cartoon uh, and have not really had a chance to, to dig into it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed to spread awareness. Uh, and also uh, a good excuse to watch the series again. Yeah. You have spread awareness to us. I have to admit, given that, you know, it is so outside of our standard format that it does feel like mild podcast hazing. Yeah. But... <laughs> it wasn't the intention. It is a genuine love. I, the no, admiration I... I have for this is is all true. There's no irony. Yeah. Uh, I to totally it. get it. And, like, yeah. you know, part of me is also thankful that you like, are forcing us to stretch in this direction because we do have sometimes non-standard forms of animation. We have looked at, um, you know, Fraggle Rock, for instance, mm-hmm. or Red versus Blue, things like that. We one time even just did a show with just actual live actors and also puppets <laughs> just to kind of like see what else we could do. It was mm-hmm. a total disaster. But uh, well, it's a good uh, podcast line, uh, lesson is that there isn't a governing body. Like, who's going to stop you from doing that? Right. Yeah. Whatever you guys want. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have something to talk about. <laughs> too true. Like, and that lets us uh, talk about this cartoon, which, like, normally we look some stuff up, try to give it some context and some grounding. It's really hard for this because it keeps sending me, like, these weird fake websites and intentionally misleading <laughs> reporting on it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, web animation yeah. is a curious form of cartoon because it doesn't have to, like, it doesn't much have to in the same profitable. way that we don't have a boss. Yeah. It doesn't have a boss. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to adhere to any sort of syndication standards or formatting so that they can grow their brand. It's just, here's stuff that this one guy thought was entertaining and decided that if other people thought it was entertaining, that they should see it too. And and that and that's why there's nine episodes eight years ago, and then five episodes last year. Uh, and, and that's it. Yeah, so how did you find out about this? Like, what was your journey? Oh, good, good question. So, um, I... Th- yeah, I don't know. 
Like <laughs> I, I literally, you know, came to me in a dream or something. YouTube suggested it. I think. Now I need to know about your algorithms. No, I, I just random click, random click. You know, I, I might have been watching um, in the in the Muppets movie. They do, there's a Muppet Babies sequence mm. where do they do this song uh, that I think is really catchy about growing up. Uh, and I might have been watching that, and YouTube might have been like, "Well, you like the Muppet movie, you might like this like surrealist Portuguese <laughs> knockoff cartoon." Uh, and then I did, and I went real crazy for a while. Like I had uh, last year, my birthday was Tiny Puppets themed, um, and I have like a poster and a tattoo How and a bunch of merchandise. Possible? Uh, you got to uh, tell us what the tattoo is. Uh, so I have a tattoo on my side of uh, so Tiny Puppets for people who don't know, because I want to spread Tiny Please. Puppets awareness doing this absolutely um, is uh, a parody of muppet babies the idea is this it's scott uh, garnier a uh, garnier garn gardener garnier fructis garnier he might be garnier i don't know exactly how to pronounce it I, um, he's uh he's the guy who did uh, midnight city moonbeam uh, moonbeam city thank you gardner um and uh it is a fake uh version of the muppet babies as if it's portugal's answer mm-hmm. uh to the muppet babies and uh, it is cartoon shorts. There are 14 of them. Yeah, it's uh, so th- I actually apparently have some experience uh, watching Scott uh, Garnier Frutis's uh, uh, work <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because a long time ago, I had no idea this was him and I haven't heard of him since, but he apparently got his kind of start at, uh, I think, at Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. He, I think apparently he got his start there. The first thing that he posted uh, was a real-life Pac-Man trailer, <laughs> like a fake Pac-Man movie trailer. And and I I, I shared that with a lot of people, man. When, when I first came to it, I was just like, oh, my God, the internet can do so much. So. He's, he's very funny. His, his new thing, he's involved in a, a series called uh, Craig Fix-It America. You guys, you guys familiar with Craig <laughs> okay. Fix-It America? It sounds like a Nathan for <laughs> no. you knockoff. It, it's, yeah, it, it really does. It's a fake uh, – it's kind of a knockoff of, like, John Oliver or something, like a oh. – a, you know, center left self congratulatory <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, but it's so, he's got a really silly sense of humor. And Craig, uh, Craig in that, uh, he keeps saying, like, fix it. Like, he's, Craig, look at the problem. Craig, fix it a problem. Like, he has this, like, ADA, ADA <laughs> yeah. to things. And there's never commented on. It's just uh, how he speaks. And it's really dumb and really silly <laughs> and really amazing. It sounds um, like uh, inspired by Ali G or something. It's it's got a little. There's no real people. Yeah. So it's 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 still the same kind of like vocal tick that's very silly, but it's fully scripted. Mm-hmm. But it's like a half hour special. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, that is worthwhile. Yeah, this seems um, to be his style: uh, absurdist parodies, and it's like better for people who are in on the joke. Um, it's embodied best by this show, but also by his platform Viubu, which is like a parody yeah. web parody website. I don't understand mm-hmm. how that's different from a real website, which run parody videos, but I, <laughs> I, I, I guess. The, the website itself, www.vue.do, what the? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, the, the website bears a mention, like, because it seems to be intentionally designed in a... So, you said it was a parody of Muppet Babies. Like, I, I had to do, like, a pretty deep dive on what a parody actually is. Because <laughs> it... <laughs> what is art? It, it borrows their visages and nothing else. Mm-hmm. It, it borrows their visages and a little bit of their setup. A like the idea, bit. you know, a little bit. It subverts their setup. It is related to their setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's within the like the same a, a similar world. Like you know yes. that that suburban kind of kind of kind of domestic world. 
and the 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 idea the the craziest thing about the Muppet Babies or the the creepiest most surreal thing about the Muppet Babies is they're totally unsupervised. Like it is, <laughs> you know, they they spend days alone. They got you those know, legs. Just, they, they have, I mean, they could leave. You're right. Like, they have legs. But the idea of them having legs is they're free and they can go get a job. Yeah, well, I, uh, Bootstraps yourself. Gonzo. I, I actually meant the disembodied pair of legs. But, hey, oh, man, oh th- those pair of legs, not their legs. Okay. You, you read a lot more into this show than I did. These legs that don't go up Allegory all the way. for freedom for the, for the underclass. Uh, no. It, interestingly, I think that the, uh, the fact that like the disembodied pair of legs is actually uh, is actually like showcases in something else as a direct reference in um, Cow and Chicken, mm. where mm. if you they also have like the mom and dad is just like a, a pair of legs in the same way, but a lot of shots show just the shadows, so you don't actually have top halves, you just see the waist and down, <laughs> just yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah, which is very funny. That kid's eye view. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good like it, it is a kid's eye view, and making a parody of it that's only sensible to adults is a is a fun like ironic twist um the parody itself is done in the style of studio brinquedo uh which is a um from what i can tell a portuguese uh production company that makes suspiciously similar names and likenesses of disney and pixar stuff so this is right in line with gardner's other work um tiny puppets ran on the web in 2009 and enjoyed a quote-unquote resurgence of popularity uh, with some new content coming out in 2018. Now, I only know this specifically from an article on the AV Club by a <laughs> William Hughes. Gary, yeah. any idea who this one other person on the internet who shares <laughs> your real taste insider is? Insider baseball. I I feel like I am the reason why this is on there. Is <laughs> yeah, I just push push him. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, wondering if maybe you got it from him or if it was the other way around. Mm-mm, no, I, I think I think I am patient zero for <laughs> yeah. tiny puppets in my friend group. <laughs> Great. That is um, possible. Oh, ben, we're well, vectors now. You've infected now. the East Coast now, so. Yeah, the, the, uh, spreading the word. We were the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the duck fed. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the duck fed puppet. The duck duck puppets. <laughs> you. Duck um, puppets. That's duck the puppet. other thing. Is that, that you, can't, you can't say puppet without thinking fuck puppet. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a fuck puppet uh, to you. And I think about that Simpsons joke with the Muppets. Like, it's not quite a sock. It's, or it's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet. But oh, but man. man. And then just so dot, to answer dot, your dot. question, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. Um, it, it is, it's so like the, the levels of humor here, uh, you know, to not be funny and explain jokes. Um, the, right. uh, it's just like, <laughs> no, no, that's, what, that's what we do. Okay, good, good. That's, that's, that's a, a good way uh, to be, I think, in this. We, we self-describe ourselves as the eighth grade lip paper of, podca- of cartoon podcasts. So, like, just dissect the shit out of this and Lots don't of worry about being contrast. witty. As long as we get yep. above in, the word count, we're good. In my introduction, <laughs> I will present three arguments. <laughs> oh, God. Um, SATs, yeah. why? But I, I, uh, Muppets is a nonsense word, and Fuppets just kind of sounds like, if, you know, if I'm, uh, like a felt puppet mm-hmm. to me. You know, it has the same kind of, like, it, it is... So close to being its own thing, like the the parts that are the same, as you mentioned, like the look is very similar. Like Cormet, who looks like just a Kermit, like a wrong Kermit. <laughs> Cormet looks so amazing. I love Cormet. Um, yeah. But then then you take the, the, the differences that are big are so major in that they're not children. Right, they're, they're adults. Small. Like the, the first full one is him like reading the newspaper and then like trying to make a website like they are adults <laughs> they have yep. a hellish existence uh you know so there's no no imagination no whimsy and then uh they have this resignation to their fate about it mm-hmm. that is really unique like the the one of my favorites um of the cartoons the uh the what my tattoo is which is cormet 
uh, and his size chart in Sofe So Grande, which is, you know, I wish I was bigger, is that the his birthday wish where he wishes he was taller, but he doesn't want to be very much taller. He just wants to be a little bit taller and there are advantages and disadvantages. Maybe he's fine either way. <laughs> and I think, I think that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't actually think his birthday wish through and he just needed a rubber duck. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't actually want it. You know, he, he kind of goes through it and it's such a, I love that attitude. I think it's very beautiful mm-hmm. in a weird way. I think that like this cartoon is, is kind of touching like that song is kind of touching. Yeah, there's this surface way. level hostility, but nothing behind it. And there's and a just, kernel of truth in there somewhere. The resignation. Yeah. The just like, yes, I want this, but you know what? Now that you say it, maybe I don't need it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I got my dreams, it wouldn't be so great. Like, it's so profoundly sad mm-hmm. in a way that Muppet Babies is subtly sad because they are alone and they, they are without parents. Like, they have a nanny. They don't have fathers none of it's explicit none of it's explicit it's all just kind of in the subtext of that show and i remember watching that show as a kid and thinking it was kind of lonely and like a little bit like you know where are the adults why aren't they uh in school mm-hmm. uh, you know what what is happening why isn't why is that one changing the other one's diaper you know that's that's the that's the jump from muppet babies to here in muppet babies the whole show was them dreaming big and yes. maybe in the future it would come true, maybe not. Here it explicitly does not, and they just have to accept that. And they dream so small. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a the, lot. The, the dreams are so small uh, in a way that I just I, I love. Like <laughs> just normal situations uh, that they get into um, that are just very pathetic. <laughs> you know, it's very pathetic. The the Christmas episode very pathetic. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're just kind of trapped. Uh, and there's all this you know the the domestic issues with with their version of nanny. And and her implied abusive father uh, is just very funny to me. Like, it's very dark. The adversarialness, like, it is uh, pathetic and sad and kind of touching in a way that I think Muppet Babies hinted at. Yeah, and and that's a lot of where, like, the surreal kind of, uh, kind of humor comes in is that contrast between uh, what is you know on it on its face is a very is a very comedic and lighthearted visage and then the second any of them open their mouths it's just it's so deadpan it is so mm-hmm. se- dead serious and that contrast is just really enjoyable the seriousness is big like is a really big part of it mm-hmm. like they're they're very serious and, and like all the different little uh, musical cues that go along with that like that dun dun like stinger mm-hmm. noise when uh uh, in the in the Christmas episodes, and they're they're hanging by the Christmas tree, and Cormit tries to talk to that Nutcracker figurine, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, stretch, Yo, stretch." Yeah, he, <laughs> he said, "Madre Dios, Madre Dios." <laughs> yeah, 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 he doesn't respond. Oh my God, he's dead. That's, that's another thing uh, we should probably point out for the listener. Um, <laughs> the show is in Portuguese with English mm-hmm. subtitles, but both of those are just like, like kinda. Um, it's very clearly portuguese in an english accent like he ran it through a translator like this is not a native hmm. speaker well here's the thing is like some of them are not native speakers but later they get live action people and the creator of it yes so i i really wanted you know someday i, I you know maybe someday i will ask scott about this or find out like what his connections are from what i could this. find he just hires people on fiverr okay that's great <laughs> that's phenomenal because that's, that's it's the the performances are very good of the uh the human actors the people with the you know the actual native speakers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and they, some of them feel more native than others uh, in this. <laughs> you <laughs> that, want, you that want to walk so us through funny. that hierarchy? <laughs> sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cormit is fine. The, uh, the meeps are something else. <laughs> the, the meeps. Yeah. The meeps are amazing. Yeah. Miyamo bruiser. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. 
it, it's actually it? even farther than just mistranslation. Like it's even farther than just running it through the translator and getting something back. They intentionally translate it to words that do not exist. Yeah, so keyboard mm-hmm. which is becomes so alpha funny. panel. There's no Google translation you can do to arrive at disastrophe. Like that doesn't yes. you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like it actually is really similar to a gag that Homestar Runner does, which is you know another mm. web animation with the character of Sonor Card Gauge, where he'll like just cram words together like "excard on me," mm. and like that's the mm-hmm. joke. <laughs> the joke for those of you who are willing to get it. <laughs> yeah, the, if you're um, willing to follow. Like the translation humor, like the the direct translation. Uh, kind of thing because that's that's what they're going for like sometimes there will be portmanteaus or just incorrect names of things and sometimes though it's just an awkward phrasing that would be a direct translation Mm -hmm. or like involving uh kind of colloquialisms that are are so much more complex than the actual thing that they're saying so like Mm -hmm. uh could say uh like ignore 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 I haven't taken Spanish in a long time, dude. Um, <laughs> but the trans—you know—the literal translation is just ignore them, go to sleep. But what it says on the screen is ignore the tall giants, hit your pillow. Yeah, hit your pillow. Like it, it changes the uh, the meaning of it to make it. Uh, there's like a quality of this that I've noticed in other things where uh, language becomes catchy, almost like music. Mm-hmm does like there 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 are enunciations in this i find very catchy that will get stuck in my head the same way songs will so like the um the episode where they have the uh christmas party or not the christmas party uh they just have the party um and uh everyone comes over and he's introducing the guest you know and there's the m&ms that come in the knockoff m&ms called d and d and he's like d and d yeah and the way he says it is very funny to me like and very catchy stuck in my head Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. Um, and it, the deliveries are, they're awkward and stilted, but also like confident. Yeah. Might be the word. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it, it's a, there's something to it that feels by no means, there's none of it feels improvised. Nothing sounds natural. Everything is being read from a script in a way that's very intentionally wooden, almost like a mumble core. Yeah. Yeah. In a movie. Like these are, these are the Tenenbaums, the Tenen puppets, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the royal puppets. The royal um, puppet, his his most honorable puppet. Yeah, yes, his puppetness. The um, the crown jewel. Well, this does seem to be uh, you know, a pattern of uh, Gardner's work where it's absurd, quote unquote, but there's clearly a lot of intentionality, and you know, it's it's surreal in the Dali way, not in the lol random way. That, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It clearly depends upon a cultural framework. It requires knowledge of the Muppets, parodies in general. Like the tone of it is such that it works in the year it was made and it works now, it probably wouldn't get very far in like 2002 the way Homestar mm-hmm. Runner did. Well, now yeah. there's so much nostalgia for that kind of dot-com boom era of like shitty website <laughs> with, you know, like if you look at the website, that is also kind of a joke because it looks like something from like the late 90s mm-hmm. that got thrown together. There's tons of empty space. It's all crammed together with like con- contrasting colors that don't look good together. It's, it's kind of a work of art in its own right. The, it's not, it's, it's, you know, contrasting it with other web animations is really key because it's not, like, it's not Radiscal. You know, it, I don't it, know that guy. Not familiar. Radisc- he is like another early web animation. Okay. And they're, they're just like, there wasn't really that kind of surreal uh, humor. Like, I couldn't point to the joke. It was just kind of a delivery, like an angry delivery mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. But here, you know, the the joke here is is it's surreal and it's a little bit, uh, like, subtle is the wrong word because, like, Tiny Puppets isn't subtle. It's It's silly. You know, so it's it's very silly, but there are layers to it. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can uh, like so for example, 
like the internet episode, like the one where they make their website, the first proper episode <laughs> of it. Episode caught me real off guard because it was the first one I had. It's it's and it's it's a really good one. Like it's it's one of the oldest ones. It's still extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have like uh, you know they make their website. And they're and the, him saying back and like soon the world will know our story, and it's just <laughs> it their like faces. It just so says slowly. amigos, <laughs> and that's the story, <laughs> like friends. And he's he's so important about it. Like that's a joke. That's not just uh you know the Radiskal saying something in a goofy voice and yelling a lot. Right. Like there's a little bit more to it. There's a lot of intelligence behind it. I feel like it's not like a foamy kind of thing. Yeah. 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 the The way he gets the idea to make a website is he's reading the paper. And there's a picture of a, an internet millionaire who's been jailed, and his yeah, takeaway his takeaway yeah. is not like, oh, this can these are crimes or like anything like that. It's yeah, oh, yeah. you can make a lot of money on the internet. Yep, and and they do it by doing by making a website that's the, their story uh, to like love lift us up where they belong. Or I can't remember the song they have, the MIDI that plays in the background of their website. <laughs> that uh, has amigos. been in my dreams the last couple of days. <laughs> like this hit me, this hit me in the brainstem. It's my um. I had a. It's my mouse pad. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Oh, so my good. my tiny puppet's fandom is. Oh, you is, got tummy in there. That's got to be a knockoff. It's uh, a yep, yeah. I kept <laughs> it. You legit. can see there's the mouse pointer where they're gonna remove him. Yeah, that's you the have screen to cap. His face. I took. Yeah, he's so, got poison bites. So maybe we should provide context because there are characters technically um that are that are knockoffs. Most of them don't have much. Like even the Wikipedia is like, except for Cormit, none of them have much personality. <laughs> yeah. And Emmanuel I, does, I would say. He he has. I like the way he talks. I don't know that he's in the same in like a zero is a number kind of way. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the mean one. I'm the yeah. mean one. <laughs> God. The best um, thing about him is that he's called Anna Manuel, which is a nice. Yeah. <laughs> Really Every good. time he said that, I all I could think about was Batman Well from the live uh, action oh, yeah. series The Tick. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Maybe, Batman well. made me smile each time. Yeah, uh, yeah I I do love Cormit, and mostly because he's just pretty cold and ruthless compared compared to like kermit which mm-hmm. is just a real fun contrast and he just he looks i've got an image open on you know in my browser right now and i'm just looking at it every so often it's just him given the side eye with an entirely straight lined mouth and also saying another year has passed without trauma without trauma <laughs> yep he doesn't smile uh which is a <laughs> no. big really important part of kermit mm-hmm. uh and and neither does uh so miss woman <laughs> who is the uh, the Miss Miss uh, Piggy? Very on the nose. His girlfriend. Uh, she does smile. She is the the more gentle of them, mm-hmm. but doesn't I, do a lot either. I want to I want to camp out on on Miss Woman for a second, mm-hmm. uh, Senora Moliere, because uh, it's common in older cartoons for there to be a woman character and for her to be just as superficial as they are explicitly stated. Yes. Here. Yes. Like, that is that is how they used to do it in the Captain Planet style of diversification, is that you just put him there, and don't worry yep. about, like, yep. how well we're treating this sort of subject material. But in the old days, in the 80s especially, you would have, you know, He-Man, there was a woman on the group, and you couldn't give her any personality because someone could get mad, so that she just looks like an extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tila mostly hung around with her dad. Yeah, in that exactly. Cartoon. And then Evil <laughs> Lynn did the same thing for Skeletor. Right, right. And you could tell she was bad because her name was Evil Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Lynn. Uh, then She-Ra came around and the patriarchy was destroyed once and for all. Yeah. The, the secret to all. She-Ra is that such a horrible cartoon. <laughs> like, I, I want to like one it. one or the old one? The old one. I haven't seen the new one. The new one's supposed to be very good. The old one was not a good cartoon. <laughs> no. Um, like, I liked Hordak. I think he's cool looking. But My boyfriend watched it a lot as a kid mm-hmm. and, and, and he agrees. It's, it's pretty not good. It's, so is He-Man. It's not like He-Man's good either. He-Man is... is 
not a good cartoon. It does not stand up, the old one. No, it doesn't. It yeah, still okay. touches my heart. Like, I still oh, have, yeah, yeah. you know, part of why I wanted to go through an 80s cartoon with you is because, like, in the way that this, that Tiny Fuppets touches you, like, touches your heart directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 tell me where the Fuppet touched you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Put your hand inside the Fuppet head. <laughs> the, like, 80s cartoons... He-Man he actually touches my heart kind of directly. Like, something about those characters... I wasn't a kid during the 80s era of animation, but, like, something about it just... It just it just looks right to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I can't I can't describe it. Well, I watched it tons You're of it as crazy. a kid, like He-Man. Cartoons like... started with Rugrats. That's, yeah, oh, for, for me. Shots yeah. fired. The, um... I don't know the shots <laughs> Old fired. man. The, um... The, I, I loved He-Man when I was young and like, I watched it. Like, I don't turn my nose up at any nostalgia. Mm. You know, no, for no, no, stuff. yeah. The, yeah, you um, like what you like. Yeah, but it, it is it is a, a, a I can't remember how we started talking about that, but I remember watching, thinking of She-Ra as an adult as being like, oh, that's when like that was a cooler, more sophisticated show than He-Man, and then I watched some of the episodes of my nope. wife, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, it it's not. it's the exact same show, but like worse, poor, more poorly written. Yeah, it's 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 actually a little bit worse. I'm sure the new one is very good. I've heard it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually did an episode on on like doing a classic Carton Cast compare contrast essay on the old one versus the new one, and uh, and we 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 all kind of agreed that it's it, pretty good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to. I do. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. You just mentioned the name of our podcast, and I just have to. This this was in my brain. We our podcast. The name of it comes from the fact that it, the logo is eggs. Like we have an, don't explain. We have an egg it. theme for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Sure. As we don't do. know how it happened. After after we started the podcast, you you're you guys started talking about eggs constantly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like, what the hell is going on? That eggs are such a podcast like go to word. Egg, eggs were we started talking eggs about eggs, funny. and then we stopped being able to talk about eggs. Like we had our night egg thing, and then we found another podcast did that. It's like an Armageddon Deep Impact thing. Like I dreamed of night eggs and then somebody else on Twitter was like, you can't do that. That's somebody else's bit. And I'm like, I dreamed it. What do you mean it's somebody else's bit? Yeah. It came to yeah. me in my sleep. It's holy. Like it's, it's mine. Yet. It's got copyright it's dreams. It's a whole Reddit crowd trying to endorse you uh, nightmare all over again. Yeah, exactly. In your dream, you have to uh, send a letter to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I have a dream sass. Dream self-adjust also- self-envelope. Yeah. I also hope it's not too off-putting that we just have this incredible catalog of information on you and your work of the past. No, like, no, it's, it's it's okay. It is. Uh, it happens. It is a, a hazard. I understand. Uh, um, uh, the, uh, Eddie, anyway, so we we got Gonzor. Gonzor is <laughs> uh, the most wooden voice there is. Monotone. Right? Gonzor is very blank. <laughs> His eyes crack me up. Which is weird because yeah. in the original Muppets, like Gonzo is the funny, like off the wall, crazy one, and I yeah, he's yep. a wacky one. I do love him in that. I love him in um, every every year. We have a tradition of watching a Muppet Christmas Carol, and I just mm-hmm. love Gonzo walking us through and breaking the fourth wall. He's 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 a classic character, and yeah. this guy is just Gonzo. so. He's he's the anti Gonzo. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's just a weird blank. Like, and that you know that is the joke. You know, that is, yeah. that is part of the joke. Like, there's not really, uh, you know, he's the least characteristic of them. He's Cormit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there. Um, and then you have, uh, we'll do, let's do Tummy last, because Tummy, I think, is a really good long joke. Mm. Okay. Uh, but Anna Manuel, <laughs> who is Animal, and the, the I think the joke here is Animal and the Muppet Babies, for some reason, like, all the Muppet Babies, anthropomorphic, cognizant, like, <laughs> if you, you feel like if you spend some time with them, you could teach them to read. <laughs> 
You couldn't yeah. teach Animal how to read, though. Animal is subhuman in a way that the other Muppets are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they, they, they kept him in the attic. Like, yeah, he's, it's, he's, it's Bart's clone or yeah, Bart's twin kind of situation. a bucket of fish heads once a week for, for Animal. <laughs> yeah. and that's, yeah, it's, a, it's a puppet called It. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just they don't treat him <laughs> like humanely at all. Mm-hmm. He plays the drums. He screams a lot. Like he has to wear a chain. He has to have that chain around his neck. I forgot about the chain. Yeah, Animal's not... It's not great. He is a feral child. Animal's not treated well. I love it in the intro. He's just like, me also. (laughs) Yeah, me also. (laughs) I'm the mean one. Like, they're all Um, terrified of being abandoned in their own ways. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, The nanny. Oh, the nanny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's save Tummy for last. There's also the nanny. Yeah, she... Uh, we we see her in the Muppet Babies cartoon where she's just this pair of legs, very very warm caregiver. Here she's more like a malevolent presence, like a like an elder thing. Like a yeah, keeper. I don't think she actually exists. Warden. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a I think it's a figment of Corbett's imagination. Like <laughs> halfwits. My door bears your guts. These, these are the evils in the world, and this is how they manifest in his mind. Because <laughs> they're never active in the in the world. It's just Cormit yelling, "Get out! Never! Yeah, the, You're not the, my um, real mom." A taste of your own medicinals. You know, just uh, take that. And and again, that I, to me, I think this is a clever touch because the the Muppet Babies, you know, Nanny would come in and be like, "Are you guys doing well?" And they go, "Yes, Nanny." And she go, "Okay," and then leave for weeks at a time. Uh, and who knows what she did or what? I don't think she fed them. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a caregiving relationship. She was very warm. No, yeah. But there was there was there was a uh, you know what was actually there. It didn't stand up to a lot of scrutiny. Here they make that subtext textual and just like, no, this is basically a warden. It is a squalid hellhole that they live in. <laughs> the arrangement that they have, who knows? And it's an animated show. So it had to be made that way. They're not real characters. And then you get Arturo Lima, the creator of it, who's just like, they crawled out of my imagination into your heart. It's like, he's very warm, but he gave them this horrible life where they, they live in a squalid hellhole and uh, have adult worries, but no adult resources. I love that they added series creator Arturo Limo. Uh, like, mm-hmm. to add verisimilitude to this charade, like, it's, yeah. there's an 80-second long video, and he's like, I want to make it clear, these were not parodies, they were not ripped off of the junior minis, it's the other way around. <laughs> and yep. the fact that we get an even lower budget version of the cartoon is just a great, like, how low can you go type situation. And the junior minis are terrifying. <laughs> like, the junior minis are this weird, terrifying, like even more surreal like art cartoon it looks like something to be on aeon flux or like on uh what is that not aeon flux the liquid television mm-hmm. it, um, it's a little it's a little meta in that way because like if you came to tiny puppets without being kind of indoctrinated or, or engendered toward them in some way you might at first glance think of them as kind of haunting and terrifying which oh, yeah. i did yeah you know until i kind of got a, a acclimated but it, and if you look at that video it says the puppets are not ripoffs you know obviously you're like oh this is gonna talk about the muppet babies and then he brings <laughs> right. in a third thing yeah, you know? yeah that, <laughs> right. very, it's a very they good never acknowledge the muppets like yeah. it's not you know that would ruin the joke and the muppets are like warm and fuzzy and then the puppets are like well they're not great but they're at least like round which tells me they're, <laughs> yeah, they're safe. neutral and then these juniors minis are just like like a wet yeah. cat <laughs> Yeah, just really terrifying squiggle vision. Uh, yeah, tyrants. The, uh, but tummy. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna bring us into tummy because I, I think let's do tummy. Tummy is is a really good long joke. Mm-hmm. On this Explain show. what you mean by that because I was pretty torn on tummy. Um, yeah, I, I just mean that, so like the joke. So tummy's the the unpopular one. He's the butt of all the uh the things like things just don't go right for tummy from the beginning right and just having him be a character that everyone kind of tolerates 
Um, and how they keeps going to new and new lengths until it kind of climaxes with the Halloween episode. Right. You know, uh, it's just, I mean, it, it's a long, it's a consistent joke rather than a long joke. It's not like there's a huge setup and then a sudden payoff. It's more just, of course, when they do the 3d versions of them, they can't do tummy. And the implication is not <laughs> well, just there that was a virus. He, he has a poison bites and it's not just that they couldn't do it. It's that they did do it, but he's in this constant screaming, like a <laughs> Jacob's ladder esque pain. D- DSL, DSL noise plus like windows fail. Kind yeah. Of screaming. Windows 95 plus... error noises we're gonna clip that noise in just so that everybody knows what we're talking about doing that it's 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 very like the lost souls room in like beetlejuice or something (laughs) yeah totally it's it's an eternal torment that he has Mm -hmm. and it just everyone is so callous about it um it's taking the joke of the tiny puppets that they're like not carrying warm creatures like the muppet babies but just taking to this extreme and then they do uh, the Halloween episode with the uh, with the Meeps um, <laughs> the who recruit him. The Minions knockoffs, the Meeps with the I American the accents. Um, I love the Meeps. You think it's going to be a learning lesson. Like, you know, Tummy turns on them and then Tummy decides to save them because of the power of friendship. And it ends with like, next year I'll be cloppy and hold the candy. And then the, the cold clothes or whatever is just like, the costume didn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, them's the, the breaks. Yeah, that was yep. the, you know, Sorry, get back, to you, get back to your corner. Yep, I, do it, I actually, I'm a little torn because like I, I see the joke that you're saying. I'm seeing like kind of the long play that you're saying. And like a character probably had to be kind of lower on the totem pole for them to get a lot of the jokes through. Like, oh, we, all the chairs are taken. You go sit in that pail and just mm-hmm. like, yeah. slowly walking Walk by the as they yeah, continue yeah. talking. It's weird because I don't normally like the uh, like the butt monkey character that gets all the, yeah. the abuse. But here he just is so blank that I it's kind of just neutral like it just kind of takes up space for me this uh this running joke it it's it's weird because i you know i i'm 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 in for the joke and i don't have that a ton of emotion ascribed to these things that are not well fleshed out and emotional like empathic characters but i i hate seeing this character so much from like meg and family guy that yeah. I, i'm just i'm very ready to feel bad for anyone who's put in the place of that so like it's, i was kind of torn with tummy it's mean but it's also the stakes are such that, like, it, it feels like you're playing a different game when you start thinking of it even in those terms. Yeah. You know, like, how can it how can it be meme? Like, there's not, the reality is not real enough, you know, yeah. for that almost. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't behave, it like, it, it has all the, it's, again, that tone contrast. It's, it's using the power of friendship and all of those, like, empathic emotions that they're supposed to have. And then just none of them actually showcase any kind of emotion. Yes undercuts that at any you know any opportunity uh, to do so and there's no baggage along with tummy like there is with meg like that's true part of the reason why meg sucks is because it's sexist right like i mean it's just like that's here's the it, ugly certainly. girl and it's you know i mean it sucks because it's not a very well-written show but it also sucks because <laughs> there's it's, also that it's it's kind of mean and sexist and this isn't sexist like tummy does not stand in for anything like arguably right. fat dudes but you know I don't know. Then Garfcliff yeah. comes up, and Garfcliff is uh, seems pretty put together. <laughs> Garfcliff can talk. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, yeah. So. A, lot, a lot of distinguishing characteristics between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. Uh, just just uh, just to move along, I wanted to bring in one other character, which I I got a big kick out of, which is Gumboing. I love Gumboing. <laughs> he uh, looks so. He's like an, an intentionally like Fabio like suave jackass character that serves who's as Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is Gumby? 
uh, and is sexy as hell. Yeah, Gumby, but with like a he's got like a five o'clock shadow and like one of those open shirts mm-hmm. and just like yeah. way taller than everyone else. He does and... photography in Milan, which is great because yeah. he's like a live action like claymation character, so that kind of yeah. kind of makes sense in a way that like you've thought about too long. He and looks like he stepped out of a much better show. The, yeah. He's, yeah, he's better animated. They have that great uh, throwaway joke where she's asking about Milan. He says, it's very scenic. There are no beaches. Yeah. Uh, and that's just <laughs> such a good, like, throwaway detail to cut right before, uh, you know, have right before. Right before cut. we walk off. Yeah. yeah. There are no beaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that is a high quality little yeah, it, construct. And it's what they set up with the cliffhanger last year at the Halloween one is Gumboy recruiting I, the Meeps. <laughs> Because so. he's got, like, the eye patch from when the owl swooped yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good freak joke. I escaped an owl today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could lift over eight ounces. Cormit's, Cor- like, jealous dialogue to try to win back Miss Miss Woman is so funny to mm-hmm. me. It's very good. Um, very so we, we mentioned that there was a uh, 3D aspect to this. So yeah. after, 4DX. after a, like, seven-year-long hiatus, um, it came back with a few episodes introducing the new 4dx experience which uh Mm -hmm. takes advantage of 3d animation and then uh to finish it out they ended with just a classic kind of uh cartoon what do you what did you think about the 4dx uh, episodes Uh, i'm way into to rambi the rambus rambus. like i i'm way into rambi um i i you know that it's i think this is again a good joke because there are three episodes that lead up to that Mm -hmm. about getting prepared for it and then it's about them saying they lost their tuning fork and then remembering they don't have one. Like, it's an anti-climax. <laughs> like, it's a shaggy dog right. yeah. you know, joke. And they're so grotesque in 3D. Like, the idea, like, these are these are eye-bogglers. These are going to uh, blow your mind. And they're so ugly as well, 3D. Mrs. Than... Woman. Yeah. Whoa. And they're so, they, they focus on it so much. They do, yep. like, those 3D rotation things. Like, holy mm. shit, this is going to blow your mind blow your minds kids and it it's also kind of a throwback to that 90s era we've just discovered this technology with mm-hmm. what we can do and we're gonna be very proud of it in a way that again homestar runner like kind of made fun of the whole like this is oh we've got a, this expensive new laptop and it and it has the battery life of a, a whole one half of 10 minutes and it yeah. weighs the portable 42 pounds <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like very proud of things that they shouldn't be proud of that look very funny in hindsight i wasn't too into the 40x uh, episodes uh, partly because like the whole like the the humorous conceit of like making bad like deliberately bad 3D stuff is itself somewhat old it harkens back to yeah, those yeah. days when they were actually making it and there were jokes then but it was because they were limited by technology so it doesn't add a, to- a ton to me um i i like the more classic ones because that sort of uh, uh cartoony grounding is farther away from the parody than the early web animations were. So it it didn't work on me as well. I I do like a couple of the of the jokes in there. I think it like kind of leans into that whole ant, like um that artificial vintage look that this is going for. You know, mm-hmm. in addition to the mistranslations being kind of like a product of a bygone era, you know, this is just a different way to do that is instead of leaning into the fact that it's crappy animation and crappy mistranslation and and the and the you know the the character models are all very basic and and the animations are not very fluid instead of going with that we're going to go into this other part of like kind of 90s uh, era um being proud of web animation stuff mm-hmm. that, i don't know i just saw it as kind of a different gradation on that same curve 
and and the joke is a little bit, um, you know, and you could, this is a joke that's worth scrutiny. Like you could argue that this is not a, a, a good joke or a right thinking joke. But the idea here, even in the first place, is the idea that uh, Portugal's answer to this is behind and more primitive. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so the version of the 3D experience that they do where instead of getting 3D glasses, you have regular glasses and somebody comes and moves your chair. Yeah. You know, because it, it's, it's, it's a lower rent version of what we might have as a VR experience right. you know and that that's a that's a joke that's worth scrutiny like if it's like oh if that's you know that's not what uh, portugal is like portugal's a civilized country and everything like you could you could make that argument towards it but i think that's the i that's the excuse behind it being out of step with actual web animation is the similar to how like um you know, like how uh music genres will sometimes come to parts of europe like 15 years after right the, the you know they'll come here and that, that's a true thing like it, it's, it's, you know, it's not, that's not a racial stereotype. That's like a thing that happens. Like the way that certain kinds of cultural exports will happen, there'll be a fairly significant delay, mm-hmm. you know, to that. You see and that I, all the time in, in Japanese, uh, kind of, uh, in Japanese animation where like they're way into like Yankee hooligans and Elvis gangs and stuff yeah, yeah. like 20, 20 years <laughs> past the time when it would actually be relevant yes. to the United States. And it looks very jarring to us. That's, that's what I think they are riffing on with being able to do this technology. And then they, they, you know, they package jokes in it that I like. I would agree that it's not uh, original as far as just like so bad it's good. But I like that. I like the tummy has poison bites. Mm-hmm. I love Rambi the Rambus. Uh, he pronounced <laughs> ping pong ball as pinga de pol- bula de pinga de ponge, which like I cannot, you know, brook any problems with. Uh, and then it just ends like it's this huge buildup. It was over the course of several months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's a, a, a like a non-story like it is a, a intentional anticlimax. Right. So, so this is one of those things where it might the joke might have hit better for you because you had built it up over those months, you know, constantly clicking oh, the yeah. refresh button and you know <laughs> making sure that you you caught all the all the fresh yeah. puppets news. Mm. Uh, my, uh, we Google just alerts. kind of zoomed through it and probably not even in the right order. Like I'm pretty sure I learned how to get my 3D glasses at the local photocopier <laughs> after I watched the 4DX oh. event, which I'm sure made their no. Head see, spin. for me, I got the, the 4DX ones toward the end of my of my viewing, and it was like, okay, I already know to expect subversion. Yes. Um, so yeah. I was, I was they, kind they've of trained you. for it. And also, like, early internet stuff is itself much more subversive than, like, the classic, very earnest 80s and 90s cartoons. So I think that's that's probably why it didn't hit as hard for me. There's a six-year break, too. So, like, if you were – like, I didn't get into the <laughs> Tiny Puppets and, when they came out. But I was into them for a while, and there was nothing. And then I got to be very excited because they were coming back, mm-hmm. even yeah. though it wasn't a six-year break. Yeah. between them but i think that's all part of kind of part of the joke as well is just like you know we were gone for so long and now we're back like I was thinking about uh the other day i was listening to um you know the the, the second dr dre uh the, the 2001 the chronic, later dre the later dre that mid dre that has a uh, still dre and stuff <laughs> and half yeah. the songs are just uh him being like fuck you you forgot about me go eat shit <laughs> i'm back motherfucker i'm gonna kill you so i'm back what were you saying while i was gone i will destroy you and like half the songs are all that like there's that like don't call it a comeback or i will throttle you <laughs> uh, kind of energy to it that i think is like you know that, that this is not as nearly as aggressive but it just made me think about that like mm-hmm. the the distance between them contributes yeah they're, they're very defensive about their imagine uh, their imagined fame like you yes. see that, they, that's a very consistent joke that they make is like this is the president of the internet you've been crowned you've won you've won <laughs> yeah you won the internet yeah, yeah basically like you here are all of the here's the greatest award i can i can uh i can bestow the recommending Aydar. star or the whatever recommending star <laughs> yeah yes. something like that yeah like that that's a pretty consistent joke that they make is, is 
you know, kind of touting their imagined fame and being very defensive about it, mm-hmm. which, which works, works pretty good on me. Uh, you, you had mentioned the, uh, you know, the mistranslation angle. I kind of wanted to camp out on that for a second because, uh, you know, in addition to um, it being kind of a core part of the comedy, it also feels a little bit to me like it's tinged with that. It veers maybe uncomfortably close to a wacky, wacky foreigner kind of mm-hmm. territory. And I'm, I'm not really sure how I feel about that yet. Yeah, I think about that too. Like, I, I, I think one, um, like this started in 2011, where it's like morality didn't change, but awareness of it yeah, did perception. in a weird way. Like, where maybe it wouldn't come out now with that same joke. Um, part of it is the safety of the country, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. uh, the same way, um, you know, The Simpsons can do Worker and Parasite, like the Russian itchy and scratchy, and that doesn't, you know, is it, is it technically? you know, on the up and up, maybe not, but it's not like they were doing uh, something explicitly that calls into question an actively oppressed person now. Right. You know, sure. It, and, and it's always a hard thing ways. because I totally there's, there, and it's not like, I agree with you. Like generally, it's just a thing that I think about where it's like, why is it okay for someone to do a like Italian accent? And that's fine. And then, but not okay. And the reason why is because of the cultural and historical context of like, we didn't enslave Italians. Yeah. You know, we, we yes. didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, yet exactly. Like, look out, <laughs> look out, you pasta friends. Um, oh, the, but you know, so there is a cultural context to it. And Portugal, I think part of the idea was it was a relatively safe target, mm-hmm. at least yeah, at the it, time. The, the choice interests me because given that Tiny Fuppets is in fact, Tiny Fuppets, like nothing mm-hmm. in it is like based in a ne- necessarily a reality. Is there anything stopping them from just like kind of creating a nation that doesn't exist and then mm. kind of mapping onto that? Because that, that happens in some shows. Um, in Doug, you have the foreign kid coming from like Yakastonesia. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it, I think the intentional joke, I think the idea was the, you know, that the Portuguese version of this would be low rent because of that animation company that did mm-hmm. kind of the ripoff. Right. Well, you, you could still do that, like like in Dilbert, where they have like Elbonia or whatever, and it's very yeah. clearly like a, a developing nation that it like does should not really be they, they they shouldn't really be exporting jobs to because they don't have their shit together in in terms of this industry. Like you could still do that. Well, mm-hmm. you you it definitely helps to for it to be a real place because that sells the idea that this could be a real thing. Like you want in order for the joke to work, the audience has to piece together the fact that it's a parody. It can't. It can't just flash and big lights on the bottom of the screen. This is a parody. I don't know, man. I feel like it screams it. Like I, I, I don't think that I miss that this is a parody. For no, the no, world. it's it's not that. I, th- I think I think that uh, Zane. I think that you're on the right track. But I think it's not that um, you have to figure out that it's a parody. It's that part of the joke is playing it straight laced, mm-hmm. like pretending as if this can be real. So part of the joke is they have the website. It's sponsored by Sumal, which is a real <laughs> Portuguese soda that I ordered for right. my birthday. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Uh, and oh, drank your tiny puppets base for, uh, for my tiny puppets theme birthday party. There's like a, you know, so I, I drink that soda. It's, it's a real thing. I think those touches of verisimilitude are really important to the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think you can also make the argument. And again, I'm not necessarily making the argument. I'm just trying it on. Like is <laughs> that's what we do. El, I, I Elbonia like or, or what have you. Is that less racist? Cause it, it feels like those are very clearly like they go further with it. This doesn't denigrate the Portuguese other than the fact that their cartoons are awkward and weird. That, like that it, is true. You know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, hey, uh, get a job. Like, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it doesn't say anything really about Portugal. Mm. 
it, it's explicit as opposed to implicit here, I guess, yeah. is the, is the dif- distinction. I'm not sure if that matters a lot either, but um, it's an interesting train of thought. I, yeah. I'm not actually, like, super offended by it. It's just, like, something that kind of quirked my eyebrow. It's worth thinking about. Me too. Like, me too as a thing. Like, I thought it was undeniably funny and then got really into it. And then I was like, am I doing like, a form of... Like, is this just funny because it's another country and it's funny because it's right. foreign? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, no, like, I think I like the musicality of this language. I think these turns of phrases are kind of fun. And maybe at the end of the day, choosing to uh, be interested in any of those things is always a little bit arbitrary. And if it's not for a harmful reason, if I'm not making fun of it, y- yes, it can be questioned. Is it that big of a fire? You know? Is what just right. worth thinking about. I'm not calling you out for 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 questioning it because I question it to you. You know, I <laughs> not just at all. we we yeah. we question it all the time. We we had an episode of uh, where we talked about Clone High, oh. uh, mm-hmm. another parody show, which is kind of sublime. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I would recommend it yeah. if you haven't seen Clone it. Clone High is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's well, it's the Lord Miller guys. It's the um, yeah. Yeah. The Lego movie guys and stuff. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the, the, apparently, <laughs> their entire careers is trying to resurrect Clone High, which I think is a very funny. <laughs> Funny, funny joke. Uh, but they, uh, you know, they the, the reason it got shut down, or one of the con- contributing reasons, at least, was that they just straight up used the character Gandhi. And, yeah, yeah. like, there were a lot of protesters that are like, he's actually important to us. <laughs> Please don't use him for the butt of a joke. And at the time, like, I went through kind of a phase of, like, thinking it was fine and then realizing that maybe I just thought it was fine because it didn't really matter to me personally. And isn't yeah. that kind of, isn't that definition textbook well, racism? And, totally. And, and the thing <laughs> so, with So we it, go through these motions as well. Absolutely. And the thing is, I've never... As far as I know, I don't know any Portuguese people. I haven't heard of like a backlash. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a thing where people <laughs> you, from Portugal were like, huh? You'd have, you to, have, have, to, have to have a lash. It's, it's a little obscure. If somebody yeah. like, if I knew somebody who was from Portugal who was like, actually, this is pretty offensive. I might feel differently about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think yeah, I would yeah. just charge past that and be like, no, it's not. Uh, I think right. that might cause me to question. But my hope is that the thing that's inside the, the Schrodinger's box is that, uh, if Portuguese people did come upon this, they would see it as harmless. Yeah, yeah. It, that is my hope as well. I have no, yeah. I have no data for and, this. And I well. agree. With I have you no data. That, it, like, it seems pretty tame. It seems pretty neutered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you that like the choice of Portuguese and the the sound of the language does add to it in some way. You know, we're uh, we're culturally Jewish, and there are some jokes mm-hmm. that just sound better when you say them very mm-hmm. Jewishly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that is true it just it it kind of like i i had recently watched midsummer and like mm-hmm. so much of that movie felt like let's laugh at the wacky foreigner that i'm, I'm just kind of a little hypersensitive to it right now i think <laughs> yeah there's a there's an element of that that can you know it is, it is a hard line to draw uh between display you know there are aesthetic considerations in language like something can be funnier or more threatening or more musical or more beautiful beautiful in a language that is not your standard mm-hmm. language. And that can be a choice and trying to determine where the line is for what's okay with that. And what the intention is, is really tricky. You know, I think about I like no the New York voice. French is the language of love. Is, a, is it because it just sounds good or is it like a more cultural, like, and is that a harmful thought? Like, yes, it's a positive thing, but it, could you make the argument that like reducing a rich and varied culture to the stereotype, even if it's a positive stereotype, is actually negative. You're still think, reducing it. Yeah. yeah, I think you can make the argument, you know, and then you run into like, yes, it's bad to do that accent, uh, or it, it's it's bad to say uh, make a French surrender joke, 
better to make a French baguette joke and totally okay to make a New York pizza joke. <laughs> and all three are, are people, you know, That's are a national pastime individual people who have just as much right and complexity as any other group of people. And I think that if, if you go really, really far, you can say like, well, let's just, you know, just don't make jokes about other people's accents and stuff, which I think is probably the right choice ultimately, mm-hmm. but we're so far away from it. Yeah, it's uh, like as, it's like not eating meat. Like I know you're right, but I'm not yeah. there yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just not there sure yet. Sure, I and couldn't I, drive. Sure, you know? I shouldn't drive my car, but yes, I'm on. just not there yet. <laughs> like I, I I'm just not there yet. Yes, that's probably. Or I think about it um, a lot in terms of like, you know, somebody will be online and uh, Ben Shapiro will come up or something, and somebody will make fun of him for being short, and then somebody will come up and be like, "There are a million reasons to make fun of this guy. Why are you making fun of him for being short?" Right, and it's like, yes. But is that the fire that is worth putting out right now? Like, does this person have the humanity that they deserve that benefit of the doubt after everything else? Mm. Maybe not. Maybe that's just not the battle that is worth fighting right now. Maybe it's okay to make fun of this guy for stuff because there are actually people who are being harmed by him. He's a legitimately harmful person. It's legitimately nasty. There are worse things about that. So when you look at something like Tiny Puppets, it's not, uh, you know, that, that TV show from Bamboozled. It's not like the new Mantan minstrel show or something, <laughs> you know? Well, it's it's not it's not that you know it's right. it's 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 a uh, it's just uh, a, a joke about direct translations and uh, the Muppets. Yeah, it, it's not tasteless so much as innocent. Yeah, there's an innocence to it that I think makes it like if you were judging by pass fail, you know, maybe it would still not make it. But we're not judging by pass fail. We have uh, there are students that need our help, and it's you know <laughs> it, it's 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 more oppressed people or more oppressed populations that are being more actively harmed. I right. Think. You know, and, and uh, you know, people don't necessarily agree with that. There are people who are just like, no, it's your responsibility to all of them. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad attitude. It's just I'm just not there yet, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it depends so much on the context of the situation. If you're on the message boards and someone says, like, yeah, but Trump's tiny hands. And, like, yeah. you could argue, like, is that a good moment to, like, push back against that? Probably not because you're on an internet message board in the yeah. first place. But, like, maybe within your own family. Like, <laughs> if people sure. start, like, kind of getting up yeah, in arms and, 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 you know, judging that, like— uh, you know, calling, uh, calling like a, a, a difficult, uh, Republican Senator ugly uh, is, is not really appropriate, but like, that might, that might be the right context for that. Yeah. Internet probably not so like, you're just not going to get any ground there anyway, but. Well, and you just, you run into, there's the illusion, or I think it's illusion, not everyone does, but I think it's illusion that like, there's an opportunity cost. Like the person making fun of Trump's shitty hands would be making cogent points about his policy if they weren't <laughs> making fun of this. And I don't necessarily think that's true. Like, mm. I think that sometimes, uh, and I also think that there is a value in like the release valve, you know, like there, there's certain people who I think, or there's certain kind of institutions are actively harmful that to a degree do turn in a humanity card at the end of the day, <laughs> like as a human yeah, being, dude. a participant in society, uh, I'm not going to make fun of how you look. But if you're responsible for, like, literally incalculable suffering, uh, I don't extend you that courtesy. Yeah. Right. You've opted you know, out. Your hands are, are, are fair game. Your I, tiny I, I hands think you're are being generous. I think thing. the bar is actually a bit lower. Um, to, bring, <laughs> to bring it back to the, to the Fuppets, though, in that context. Uh, can, we, can, we just, can we just pause for a second to, like, <laughs> congratulate each other on trapping Gary in a philosophy <laughs> debate during Tiny Fuppets? Because, like, I wasn't sure when it would happen, but I was certain it would. <laughs> um, just to bring it back to the Fuppets, though, um, you know, that, that sliding scale of, you know, maybe by cracking a joke at this mistranslation, they're not tapping into the dime a dozen, you know, horribly offensive Asian mistranslation jokes mm-hmm. that have always been around. And this does seem like a step forward. 
um, at mm. the very least. Well, and there's a, to me, a lot of it is motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Like motivation and spirit. So like uh, that thing, uh, the NES game that had the mistranslated um, baseball players. <laughs> like, have you seen that thing go around before? Yeah, yeah. It's like a big I'm list. sure I've seen it at some point. Um, no notes. And that is, that's something that is technically a mistranslation joke about uh, an Asian, you know, Japanese to English mistranslation. So on paper, like, yes. But everyone I know, including myself, who has taken any joy from that are not taking any joy out of the fact, like, look at these dumb foreigners who didn't know mm-hmm. English. They're taking joy from an incredibly silly combination of words and syllables. And Tiny Fuppets operates on that angle as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. my dreams exceed my real life, which is an awkward translation of something to say, which he says while reflecting on his dead father, a detective, in the <laughs> intro of the thing, is just a beautiful phrase. Or, like, I am the nation's top fun-haver. Uh, it's just, it's an awkward phrase, but it's just a silly combination of words and phrases and stuff. And it operates on that silly level where the motivation is so toothless. It doesn't, I don't feel like it, it has some DNA, but it's not fully in the bucket. Yeah. You know? What a wise cup. Yeah. What a wise cup. Yeah. And me, and me I, I think you're right. And that's, that's also true with, Sorry. uh, shit. <laughs> Did you and Cole ever do that? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 We just cut them out. Because, so. because. From our perspective, and I know it probably doesn't happen, but from our perspective, it just looks like you guys just finish each other's sentences like old couple style. <laughs> we, we, we don't cut out tons of stuff. We've gotten real good at it. So yeah. like we've got, we just, he's the person on earth who I've talked to the most, like including my family and stuff. Like it is, you know, I've spent more hours talking to that man than anyone else. So like we have a really internalized sense of each other's rhythms. Mm. You, you guys have a beautiful rhythm. Oh, thank Sorry. You. I, I told myself okay. I would stop. No, it's, it's okay. Been, Get back to racism. What's racist? Let's define it quick. <laughs> What's racist? Uh, Distraction. Sorry. Define so racism. <laughs> oh, just oh. saying that like, yeah, like a lot of meme content now is doing that sort of mistranslating within a single language. Right. Yeah. Saying yeah, something yeah. is chonky. It's funny. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> it, yeah, that was a good one. As I get older, like my sense of humor gets less sophisticated. <laughs> I feel like, and <laughs> I am not arguing with it because the other thing that happens as I get older is that I I care less about whether my you know what my reaching up to a standard. Like I realize more and more as you get older, there's no governing body. Like I don't have a grown up. Like I don't have a boss. I don't have nanny. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have the tyrant uh, you, to you tell have me. No like, pair of legs. No pair of legs. Like fake. I've got no. Pa- yeah, tr- getting in trouble is a fake idea. I have no pair of legs to tell me that like I can't think this is funny. And because of the internet, I realize there are tens of thousands of people who have that same kind of sense to it, and it feeds off each other. And you get like there's a, a tweet, and just to be a guy who repeats tweet, but there's like, where it's like you know you spend enough time on Twitter where. Uh, you you either become like raging about politics or you become the kind of diseased mind that can only laugh at things like it's your boy tarantula dick. <laughs> and I think about it's your boy tarantula dick all the time because it's really good. It could be a like, nation of drills. Very funny. Mm. Like, or there's a, the, the sign, uh, I don't know if either of you guys saw this the other day, where it's like uh, this car wash sign where it's English, but the, the words are uh, try a fucker SARS corn dog or bomb mom spicy spiffy so so age exclamation point a <laughs> and it's just it's got tiny puppets appeal you know right. it's just shitty words and mm-hmm. bad sounds put together yeah I, you know uh just, just I, the something that you said kind of tickled my brain it, interestingly it kind of loops back around to the genesis or or at least popularity of this show because this is done as a web animation this was created by a person who had no earthly reason to believe that what they thought was funny was funny mm-hmm. to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But because of, like, 
beautiful thing about the internet like we don't get many of them but this is a good one um that like you just don't feel as alone in those in those thoughts like you were saying you appreciate the humor and you know it's okay because every like, there's thousands of people who appreciate that same humor that's also the reason that this has any popularity at all it doesn't work in the standard kind of syndication format needing to go through a writer's board they would they would absolutely take out a wise cup yeah, yeah. Well, and I, well, need, and I need that wise cup. It, I love it's it's um it's the bright side to something that's actually extremely dark, right? Because the the internet, uh, in insofar as it is a force for evil, uh, it radicalizes people into crapulence. Like people people mm-hmm. do shitty things because they find other people and encourage them to do it. And it's Chan culture, and it happens, and it causes people to die. Like it is serious. Right. It is a serious thing. The plus side of that is that you can feel less alone for things that are harmless. Or, uh, you know, positive, even as there, well. There are also, like, you know, uh, My Little Pony communities, which, like, totally. you know, it's not necessarily a thing that I, I feel that much toward, although I do con- consider the show quite good. But, like, that community is just, it's very, it's very kind and warm to each other. Well, um, and, but even within that I've community, seen. there are, like, shitty Nazis Mm-hmm. And of stuff, right? Like you know, there's it's this it's twenty nineteen. So, it's just a reflection of like the world is so connected now, and I think that it's it's not blasphemous to acknowledge the parts that are really good, mm-hmm. you know, because we have to acknowledge the parts that are horrible. Like we have to acknowledge the into intellectual dark web radicalizing our white male shooters. But why, you know, while that's happening, the same thing that's doing that is also meaning that you can make a silly joke about fake Muppet babies. Uh, you know, reading the paper and deciding to make a website um, and you can find like an audience for it. Or like, you know, that's why I have a job is because I thought yeah. that people might like, you know, what we'd like to do. And other people have made really beautiful things more important than we have. Like, you know, not to aggrandize at all, like people have done really, really good things. Like you look at like, um, like each bomber guy doing that uh, trans lifeline live stream, you know, and yeah. getting uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to come on and tell him how to beat uh, bother beaver uh, on live stream to raise money for like a real cause and have actual effect. Like, I think that it's, it's not a horrible thing to concentrate on the positive side. And this is a small example of that positive side. Yeah. Of this. There was a, there was a moment recently where uh hello future me, a YouTuber uh, did like a, uh, did, did like a 24 hour live stream for like a, a suicide awareness hotline kind of thing. And I, it just warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made me forget momentarily that like it is such a, such a difficult place to contend with sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, it's like any technology is it just accelerates and exacerbates the best and worst in, in, in humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that when the earth uh, begins to, to just fall into crapulence and you have to like, whittle down the internet into a golden diskette and shoot it off into space tiny fuppets will be on there uh yes great to show the world the best of what we have i would probably put i would put a modest wish on here yeah (laughs) (laughs) modest wishes should go should go in there the song is a is a is a jam that is a bop so. Thank you for politicizing our podcast, by the way. We, we don't <laughs> no. do it enough, and we, we really needed the buzz. I didn't so. do it on purpose or anything. It just kind of happened. <laughs> no, no, so. no, I'm, we're we're yeah. totally on the same page. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, so we um, should I, I wanted to yeah into the nuts and bolts here of uh, the animation and the audio. We should just uh, mention Yeah, just to round it out. Mm-hmm. We, we have been taking kind of a roundabout approach, but I think it's been fine. We've, we've hit most of the high points, but we should specifically look at the animation uh, and then the and then the audio. Um, what I really love about the animation is that there are surprisingly sophisticated techniques at times, 
like specifically to match whatever tone they're going for at the moment. So in, in the party episode, a character will be out of focus and walking in front of the camera as it pans across a party. Mm-hmm. There, there's no reason that they, they would have tried to do that. Like if, if it was, if it was genuinely the level of animation we're seeing is the best that he could do. <laughs> right. That would, that would not happen, mm-hmm. which means that the artistic shittiness is a choice. Yeah. And yeah. that is a very important to this I, show. I found a quote from him. Uh, he said that the animation is designed to be funny and watchable, but also selectively terrible and bizarre. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's an awkwardness to it that is uh, very intentional. Yes. I think the intentionality is very important for the for the comedic beats. It's it's mm-hmm. suitable for what he's going for, like the the MS Paint house that they live in and the very basic movements that they do. Um, you know, this sort of absurd parody humor often works better with low budgets. You know, you don't want to get distracted by the bells and whistles. You know, you watch Adult Swim and it's like, oh yeah, they they threw this together and it works because the audience, you know, doesn't need those flashy bells and whistles to get the the point across. Not just that, it's part of its charm. Like, C-Lab 2021 got a lot of mileage out of being intentionally low-res. Like, you would have Dr. Quinn standing stock still, stiff as a board. He'd get hit with a dodgeball, and there's no, you know, internal, like, inertia in any part of him. He just gets knocked over as a single piece of of cardboard, and that, that is itself a joke. Like, that's a selling, that's a bug, that's a feature, not a bug. Right. It's a feature, and it is... Uh, the show is predicated on it because if they didn't do that, he wouldn't be able to make it because it was an independent production and it wasn't something that was funded. Yeah. You know, so he had to do it within his, you know, him paying people on Fiverr to do these parts was the budget. Like he did it because it's a labor of love. And like, I, if, if, you know, I can't imagine somebody bemoaning the style and wanting it to, to look more sophisticated. But if you were, what you're asking for is something that couldn't exist. Like this right. looks as good as it could. This is the way it necessarily has to be. It's got that clerk's avant-garde kind of yeah. steeze to it. Yeah, and they they happen to wrap it into the premise. Like, it has that. It had to have it through necessity, through the creation, but they also worked it into the fiction. It's integrated Yeah, that it has Tiny that. puppets, surprising cohesion. Yeah, it is, it is cohesive. And the audio is actually incredibly good, I think. I like the, the voice acting a lot. It's very stylized. Again, it's very specific, but I think it is uh, genuinely really, really good. I like the distinctive voices, and I like the musical cues, specifically the use of licensed midis yeah. are some of my favorite things that this this does. Do you um, mean like the ones that uh, elicit a specific song type, or do you yes. mean the ones that are just associating a mood to a scene? The, the I meant specifically the song ones. Okay. Like, them, you know, when Gumboing comes in and they start playing Careless Whisper, like dot MID, <laughs> I think that's me. very funny. Yeah, and it does kind of like the zoom in and like kind of um, a lot of those like fuzz out the background and Mm -hmm. make him just sort of pop a little bit. You'd see that, you know, that that is a very clear cue from a number of like sitcom, um, you know, coming of age, like 90s uh, shows where like you'd have the big dance scene and the and the hunk walks in and all of a sudden like the the whole world focuses attention on him Uh Mm -hmm. so the animation and the song just make that moment pop with the utmost parody yeah a a similar thing happens during the uh, bad to the bone parody where they they (laughs) trade on the fact that you know how the song actually goes 
Um, the lyrics instead are, when I was born, they said I was bad. As I grew up, the bad rumors persisted. The quote-unquote bad rumors persisted. <laughs> now that I am grown, I can affirm I am quite bad. How bad yeah. exactly? <laughs> it's difficult to gauge. It's difficult to, again, that non-committal uh, <laughs> right. yeah, dispassion that comes and from it's, it. And it's, you know, again, it's in Portuguese and something about the ma-ma-ma-ma-mal. <laughs> yeah, ma-ma-ma-mal. It's very funny. Uh, they do the uh, they do the kind of for the 40x thing when they're leading up to it and they have that logo and they do the very clear Avengers kind of mm-hmm. like yeah yeah it, it's not the exact thing it's it's not close enough to copy to trip over copyright <laughs> laws but it's like it's it's using everything except for except for the dressing yeah mm-hmm. even the intro um, the the heavy timpanis is very reminiscent of the start of uh, Saber Dance. The mm. sort of circus theme song. Boom, 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 oh, boom, sure. boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 We'll cut it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so Cut fun out my dumbass like... singing. Just cut in the actual. <laughs> that, that, that's what we always do. Like, we, we always sure. give it a give it a go on our own. Just like, in case, maybe this time it'll sound maybe, like the real thing. Maybe we'll get it. My favorite thing <laughs> is when I try to sync up the start of you singing it to the song, and then you're going like 40% too fast. <laughs> Gotta use the change tempo tool, my dude. No, I, I like the incongruity. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's my own personal joke. Yeah. Audience of one. Yeah. We, we, we average learning one new tool in Audacity every 50 episodes. You're almost there. It's about right. I, 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 I use like four functions of an Audacity. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do a whole lot of... I learned adjusted fade and just tapped out. Yeah. This is all I'll ever need. Yeah. Compress everything. I'm not dealing with volumes. A line track. <laughs> a line track, baby. Yeah. Man, when I found out Control-L silenced the part that I was highlighting... That was a life. That was a life. Ben, you've nice. shared none of these tips with me. I've been doing <laughs> it never by hand. <laughs> you need to earn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, master. <laughs> um, I, I did want to mention like those kind of like little um, audio. Some of the audio moments that evoke a very particular uh, thing that they're trying to parody, like during a bad cough mm-hmm. when they're all like rushing Gonzo, Gonzor. Um, mm-hmm. To, to like be uh, incubated or whatever, and they have that classic like looking up at the doctors from the patient's point of view kind of thing, and like wheeling him along in a chair, and it's got like that really tense uh, kind of drum- uh, ER drama, hospital drama music mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. I-, I love all that stuff. It, it's got a, a very affectionate uh, kind of sense of genre to it. Yeah, and, and even earlier in that bit when. Um, when he coughs, like the most, the mildest, like dust cough that you could mm. do, Gonzor, and just like everybody just s- still as like the, the deer in the headlights. Well, in the animation, you talk about that because it zooms in on Cormet as like, could you repeat what you just? And it, it does the the canted angle. Yeah, it does <laughs> the canted angle, and it, like yeah. the, the sky darkens, and just yeah. like yeah. his yeah. eyes very like the pupils very the slow pan that they do. <laughs> He's refocusing on something. Mm-hmm. It's, very, so, very it's so clear that he knew what he was doing with all of this. And it's it's nice because you, like, you show this to somebody and they can tell immediately whether they're in or not, which is more than a lot of yes. web series, you know, offer you. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a really quick litmus test on kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it, it is a... a I don't blame anybody who sees this and is like, this is dumb. I don't understand it. And that's fine because there's not, you know, we, we spent a lot of time this episode trying to explain it, but it's, it defies explanation in a way that most things that are funny do. Like it's, it's funny because you like, you know, uh, try a, a Fuchter, Sar, corn dog and Baham, ma'am, 
you know, <laughs> spiff, spiffy so hostage. Eh? You know, it, it, it's just silly. It's like uh, it's got drill DNA in it a little bit. We're going to cut yeah. those really uh, syllables you set up and, and create some new fun slurs. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're getting yeah. deep faked. <laughs> some of my best friends are so hostages. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, that actually, um, a lot of times when we have guests on and they pick a show and after we've, you know, analyzed it to hell and back, they don't like it as much. They recognize their nostalgia, but their actual enjoyment has gone down through the dissection. It doesn't seem like that's happened with you. No, no, no. I, I, I love, like, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and I've watched these many times mm-hmm. uh, and it is not, you know, I think that if it were like there were four seasons of this at 30 episodes a season, <laughs> like maybe then it would run out, but it's, it's 14 episodes of which are, they're about two minutes, two to three minutes yeah. long. Like it's not a, a big ask. There's not a lot there. It's basically like just like a special. Yeah, you know, yeah. almost the equivalent of like a special, and it's, it's hard like a, to it's think a breath mint between longer YouTube analyses. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's it's not a show. It's it's a it's a short series, and I think because of that, like it'd be a DVD extra. It's what's, a webisode. What's your hit rate when you share these with people? Oh, maybe fifty fifty. It's not you bad. Know, not bad. I, I it's super not bad for internet and niche then, stuff. And then and then people who who uh, who appreciate. Uh, I I think that. Um, I have uh, not just on shows, but in real life, I can sometimes uh, be curmudgeonly. So I think that sometimes me just being very purely enthusiastic about people, something will charm people who are not used to me being very enthusiastic about something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I'm a, a critical person uh, in general. So me just being like, no, no, this is so and just laughing like an idiot, I think, can be infectious to some people who care about me. Definitely. So there, there, there's something special about a grouse uh, finding joy. Yeah, you know, so, so yeah. something that melts your heart a little bit is 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 a rare thing to find. Yeah, no matter how much I don't like Hideo Kojima, does not mean that I'm like an all-purpose grouch. I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just so sick of Star Wars getting shoved in my him. face just because well, Baby Yoda. You don't have to blame Gary for all the sadness in the world. You yeah. can just like recognize he doesn't like a thing you like. Just because I'm gonna hold fine. Baby Yoda under the water until the bubble stops. This seems like a good opportunity for me to ask you about uh, Galavant. Oh yeah, <laughs> dun dun dun! I will tell the author of this Wikipedia uh, citation that you asked me about it. Um, I only watched the credits for that bit. That's the only mm-hmm. gallivant uh, that I have. I was being legitimate that I thought no, I thought he was making it up, and it wasn't a real show. Just, just, uh, just, just so that the audience knows, we are putting a lot of effort into not knowing as many things about you as we do. Yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> that is a, a reference to a joke from uh, Everything to Guppy, my show that I do with Will Hughes. Probably my Writer. favorite podcast of yours, to be honest. It's, it's it's quickly becoming my favorite of mine as well. Like we did a really really. <laughs> Don't tell Cole. Like, He's not going to listen to any podcasts that aren't his own. That's he doesn't fine. listen to them. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's fine. We did a really really. I mean, not to pat our own back, but our, the last week that we recorded the episode that comes out tomorrow uh, on early release that week is very good. Uh, Will's mom listens to it, and there's an episode where apparently we neither of us remember this, but during the. Isaac item for mom's panties. Will made a reference to sniffing his mother's panties and Will got a text that was like, do you really, did you really do that? Which is an amazing thing to happen. And it happens on air. Like we get the text and respond to it in mid recording. It's pretty miraculous. Oh, it's so uh, It is. I, uh, yeah. I, I love, I, it's, it's something that I've tried to do, but I find my own life kind of terribly banal, which is like, note the interesting things that happen around me and try to save them for podcasting mm-hmm. but generally what happens is it's something that wasn't that funny to begin with or i just don't make it that far i'm just like zane you need to hear about this crazy like the angriest man in the world that i just passed <laughs> and i have no idea what he's angry about but i'm very invested now <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, it sounds like we're ra- uh, toward the end where we're wrapping up. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben, did you have any other last thoughts? Uh, yeah, I I would I will say that it just it in in general this is pretty good for me. It was an entire slam dunk. Um, you know, the whole tummy being the butt of a joke thing didn't work super good for me, and I think that sometimes they lean into the fourth wall a little bit hard. I'm not a big fan of how uh, like Anna Manuel says like I'm the mean one. Like I get the joke, it just uh, it's a little too you know kind of kind of meta for me. Or or like when tummy and. Uh, I can't remember his name. Garfcliff? Uh, Gar- Gar- Garfcraft? Yeah. Uh, Garf- Garf- Garfcraft. Garfcraft. Garf- 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 Garfcraft. Garfcraft yeah, 2. Yeah. Garf of Liberty. Yeah. Garfcraft yeah. Yeah, Garf- yeah. Paratos. Um, yeah, when they when they both kind of just like look at each other for a long time and then one of them says, we dress very similar, it just it eh, it just it just doesn't work for me very good. But what about is, when the average you know, puppet eats their height in ice cream and they do three scoops of ice cream and the top one is Tummy's face? Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> Yeah, the hit rate's like, very high. It, it, you know, something about this medium is that I, d- I just don't expect them to hit 100% of the time with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so subjective, this this style of humor. Um, so it is it is a minor ding in my book for, mm-hmm. for, for my enjoyment of it. I don't think that it's a fault that the creator had. Yeah. And I love parodies. Like, you know, uh, we, we've talked a lot of sugar about one of our favorite, well, one of my favorite shows, Megas XLR, which is just a gigantic robot parody thing that is also a gigantic robot show um there's kingdom of loathing that i've played for like 10 years like the, <laughs> i just love parody humor so mm-hmm. this hit pretty good for me most of mostly yeah i'm, I'm the, adding I, this sorry i never heard of that show is called mega sex xlr megas megas xlr oh, okay it's, <laughs> it's a, the, the plot it's actually kind of a, you might actually enjoy i don't know i don't <laughs> like giving like tons of i feel kind of greasy giving you a recommendation on air but uh um, it is a show about a guy who lives in New Jersey. He's just like a, he's like a, a machine hog and a and a game junkie and just like a do nothing twenty something year old. And he happens by a gigantic robot that has been disaffected, and he fixes it in a way that makes it so only he can use it. But the way he fixes it is he replaces its head with a hot rod, and now <laughs> someone from the from the future comes into the past and tries to train him to pilot it. But, like, all of the buttons are all context-sensitive, context where he'll say, like, I gotta go do this thing. And then he'll push a button that says, go do this thing. Mm, they're all specific. <laughs> you know, yeah. that level of, of parody is, is real good for me. Mm. Um, yeah, this I'm adding this to my long list of things that um, I enjoy, but I cannot share with anyone that I know. Um, I, can't, mm. oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch this with anyone, and I'm trying to think of, like, my friend group, because, like... I share enough weird crap with them. Like, yes, it's good and they would enjoy it, but not more than the other weird crap that they're already sharing amongst themselves. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Andrew Spawn might like uh, might might enjoy it on like just a weird wholesomeness angle. Oh, fun fun fact here: the creator Scott uh, Gardner has a podcast, Podcast the Ride, about theme parks, which I just mm-hmm. found delightful because we also wow. have a buddy who has a podcast about theme parks. I haven't listened to that. I, I've heard a, heard of it, of course, but I have not listened to it. Podcast yeah. the ride, yeah, um, yeah, you know, which I'm, I'm interested in, but I just uh, since I don't commute anymore, I don't listen to nearly as many podcasts. Yeah, I've got so, a backlog. good problem to yeah. have, but the uh, that's where, how most of my podcast listening time was spent. Yeah, I uh, I recently uh, picked up a job where I actually commute with my best friend, so oh. we either are one of us is sleeping or we're both talking to each other. So podcasting. The, listening doesn't generally happen but thanksgiving weekend i had like 12 straight hours in the car and i was just like Let's just 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 catching up catching up down. just marinating 
Yeah, I, I yeah. listen to most of mine while working in the lab, which is like probably unsafe, but I'm not the only one who does it. So oh, those monsters aren't going to mash themselves. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> at least you're not decapitating mice for fun anymore. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we, we should probably we should probably wrap up. I, I could definitely pick your brain and talk more to you for an extended period of time about tiny puppets or just podcasting in general, but we'll be cognizant of schedules yeah. and whatnot. Well, and we'll, uh... so, someday, someday in the future, I'll come back. Oh, that we'll, would be we'll, lovely. We'll do Exo Squad, or we'll do. Yo, know, have you guys done the tick yet? We have done the tick. Okay, the, the tick. The tick is good. I, I forgot about the tick until you mentioned it. There, I can definitely come up with other cartoons that are not quite a challenge to the format. That oh. won't like devolve into what is racism we... and does it matter? A lot, actually. There's yeah. a there's one major digression each time. We did uh, yeah. the Cowboys of Mumesa, and we started oh. talking about the three different branches of government and their purpose. So I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Well, maybe... Some shows are so uh, are so surface level that you have no choice but to really dive deep into like what they actually mean. So like mm-hmm. you know, figuring out like what is the psychology of a Darkwing Duck is is something that we do pretty frequently. So don't don't feel awkward about this. This was a really wonderful opportunity to exercise in new exciting ways. Yeah, so, yeah. it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, legitimately, can... if you do want to come back on for <laughs> yeah, anything, no. let us know, and yeah, we will I'll... absolutely like earmark that episode for you. Yeah, I'll I'll do I'll definitely do that some point cool. maybe sometime after you know in the in the new year um before we totally get off uh when yes. does this episode come out uh it so our next one that is coming out is already recorded and that coming out next week so so around the 21st like or 22nd okay if you were hearing this on either of those days <laughs> yes, uh, there please. is still time to go to duckfeed.tv slash duckstream and tune in and donate to our charity live stream which mm. is the only thing i i really want to plug just in case uh some people listen to that uh, we're doing it that weekend. Um, oh. So the weekend of the twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second. We we can try and uh, we can try and put this out a few days early. Is it going toward Transactive again? Yep, for for Transactive again. That that's awesome. Um, yeah, we, we were going to plug you, but I'm glad you you, you just have <laughs> such finely tuned podcaster instincts. You, uh, you knew it was coming, and you just sniped it. You were the only person to... <laughs> who, when we said this is you know Ben, this is Zane, you immediately came in with <laughs> like your <Yes>. name. <laughs> Nobody else has ever done that. I, I didn't I just, really coach you very much. No, no, no. It's it's a uh, it's instinctual. I'm I'm. Yeah. Uh, I've spent too much time with it at this point. <laughs> but I just wanted to make too sure if, if there are people who listen to this who don't listen to our stuff to to check out that live stream because it's yeah, that would very be wild fun and it's um, real good. And honestly, yeah, I think I anyone wait. listening to us should definitely listen to at least like check out every single podcast they have because they are all genuinely amazing. Uh, it definitely it, it's like more than half of the podcasts I listen to are ones that you guys put out. Oh, That's thank true. you. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I won't get so quite so de- self-deprecating as to say, like, it makes us obsolete, but, like, it definitely <laughs> is a, it's a similar style and has, oh, uh, if definitely you, don't if say you that here. <laughs> no, no, I did. Yeah. It's, it's fine. There's room for everybody. <laughs> it's a big pie. Um, <laughs> yeah, sell, sell. Yeah. Uh, but, but, like, they, they dwell in a lot of similar spaces of, like, picking apart the things that you remember from your childhood and, and a lot of similar tones. So if you do listen to us, check them out. Absolutely. Highest recommendation we can give. And, um, yeah. Um, is there is there anything else you want to plug before we wrap up? That's the big thing. I just I really want people to you know we do that live stream every year and I really it's a really great part of my year. It's a really um, thing. I'm very lucky to be able to have the opportunity uh, to to you know uh, raise money for a really awesome cause and it's a really good time. In addition, like I get stuff out of it as well. It's very fun. Uh, but I it the main thing is we're there to try to you know to help an organization. So mm-hmm. if we're able to give, um, it'd be really awesome if you're able to, and it will be fun to watch. We definitely so, will. Yeah, 
Oh. Expect a donation from Uncle Branches. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> yep. Very appreciated. Uh, it also lets me fulfill my dream of handing somebody a giant check once a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my condition I, I when I first went. I send Happy Gilmore around. You can get a – he's, he's just waiting on those. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, thank, thank you very much yeah. for coming on. Uh, what are we... Do- Zane, I don't remember how the outro works. Ben, you, you ask me what we're me? doing next time, and I, I ask tell you... What you're do- okay. It's very right. straightforward. And, and then what? I, I, we almost got through all of it without butchering our own, like, format too much, <laughs> but not quite... Uh, Zane, what are we doing next time? Uh, well, Ben, we're going back to, uh, cartoons that do make logical sense, plot, characters, <laughs> progression, all that stuff. Uh, Shots we're watching fired. As Told by Ginger. Yep. Going back to Lumpy Town, um, yeah, we, we've done we haven't done Rugrats, but we have done other classy Supo stuff, so like uh, Ariel Monsters and the like. So I'm I'm looking forward to reinvestigating uh, them with uh, As Told by Ginger. And then how about uh, after that? After that, uh, we are going to have a different guest on, uh, someone from our childhood. Actually, oh god, he uh, has decided he has he has come to us and was like, "I have a voice. Uh, just give me a platform <laughs> and let me speak." And he he wants to talk about. Uh, a project that he's doing which is resurrecting kind of memories of our first D D campaign where he Ooh. was the dm uh and and just kind of putting them down for um for posterity and so we will be kind of doing a a, a half remembrance episode and a half episode on the animated D D cartoon oh f- phenomenal yeah that'll be fun yeah that's a, that's a weird yeah, that, show. that'll be That'll be interesting. I don't remember almost anything from the, from our old D&D days. I'm going to expect that you you remember a bit more than I it do, was, Zane. It was Honestly. very formative because, you know, we had done D&D before with our babysitter, and that was very wholesome and, and uh, you know, emotionally it fulfilling and self-esteem positive. And then just this really creepy guy just, like, controlled <laughs> our uh, D&D <laughs> destinies for a few years. And we're like, I guess this, we're, I guess we're all friends now. Yes. Just good. constantly weeded out. Y'all got vengered. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty. I don't know. I have I remember those being really fun, but it's possible that it's because I just had no other friends during those days. Anyway, yeah, you have a history with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, very very much. The, yeah, uh, we, we shouldn't have assumed that you like you had a platform to plug or <laughs> anything like that. Like. Yeah, did. I, I definitely could talk about D and D quite a bit. I love love the D. D und D. <laughs> D und D. Uh, I wasn't sure if that joke was intentional. The I, it comes I have, off with like a German thing, doesn't it? D und D. All right. Well, Ben, uh, you want to close us out? Yeah. Uh, so if anyone is interested in following us, you can go to our Facebook page or go to our website, cartoncast.com, or our group website at fancybat.com, where you can check out the other shows on the network, such as Empowered, uh, a podcast about superpowers um, and uh, what we think about if we would have them. Uh, also expect an episode where Gary features on one of mm-hmm. those. And um, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, if you want to give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and tell us what you think. And more than anything else, please just tell your friends about the show. And now we usually do a little, like, uh, hey, you got a pun stinger to, to close us out? Oh, boy. Uh, no. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. On the fucking spot, though. No, no, no. <laughs> just saying anything just in Portuguese or... <laughs> I, I did. I, started, I took lessons. I, I, I did uh, my, my <laughs> obsession. I did uh, Duolingo for about six months. You saw Gary Butterfield. You saw Um Homim. I am a man. Gary Butterfield. I am a man. Yeah. Very oh, nice. uh, God. <laughs> in any case, uh, as we as we sign off, uh, I just want to wish to everyone, I can't wait to become consumed with Yuletide spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Another year has passed without trauma. <laughs>